Next on BYU Sports Nation, a top 10 learning curve. What did BYU basketball reveal to all of us last night at Nevada? Did BYU miss a big opportunity on the road? Dave Rose thinks so. And another head coach, Kalani Satake, daring his staff to be even more aggressive. What does it mean? What will that look like in Foxborough on Saturday? Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Wednesday, November 7th, wherever and however you're connected Always nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYUSN avatar expert, Jerem Jordan. Uh, apparently, they're making like four more avatars. Four more? Yeah. I heard that there was going to be a sequel, but four more. Yeah, kind of weird, right? And uh, remember when people used to see movies in 3D? That mm-hmm. one was actually good in 3D, but it's kind of rare. Remember when 3D television was a thing for like a season? I never tried it out. And I'm happy I didn't. (laughs) Who wants to wear glasses? And watch TV. Not me. Like, those who have glasses, if they could not have glasses, probably would choose that option. There are contacts. There's corrective surgery. Right? So now it's like, hey, put on more glasses. I've always, I've never understood, too. Like, so if I wear glasses and I put the three, do I have to put them over my glasses? Right? Is that how that works? Yes. I've never thought through the logistics of that very much. It but just I'm seems like, annoying. What? Yeah, it's it just anno- annoying. It's it just annoying. annoying. Put stuff on my face. Like nah. the virtual reality thing, I don't think it's going to catch. It's cool. It's no, cool like when you do it, but like it's a hassle Yeah, in to a get demo. Yeah. 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 You know who's excited about four Avatar movies? I do. Bracken L. Bakri. I think we've struggled for over five years to adequately describe how we feel as we get ready for this show each day. But thanks to Brackenell Bakri last night on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, just maybe, Jerem, we can now describe the moment. <laughs> Listen to this. I'm drinking a bunch of pre-workout, and I'm waiting for it to hit, like, because you can feel it hit all at the same time. And I'm, like, sitting there, and we're, like, waiting for it to hit. And right as it hits, you just, like, you just feel it all hit you. And you're about to go out. And right then I say a little prayer, and I'm, like, you know, right when you're feeling all the energy, I'm just, like, Lord, please help me and my brother. And that's my favorite thing because I just feel all this energy and right, it's like <laughs> connect with heaven right as your body's like. <laughs> like I don't know if you've ever seen Avatar or like Dragon Ball, but that's what it the feels connection. Like. Oh, we've seen the movie and we understand the reference. He's crazy and I love it. <laughs> He's crazy. How do you, yeah, what's the connection the qu- with heaven? The question was, what's your favorite pregame tradition? And he thought for a minute and I thought, okay, it's going to be, you know, something pretty simple, but it, it obviously was very involved. Brackenell Bakery. <laughs> it connects with heaven through pre-workout. <laughs> I, I had to take some of that before I go to church. <laughs> right? Super engaged. Yes, yes. Here's today's show lineup, and we hope you'll all be super connected <laughs> and engaged. Dual threat analyst Blaine Fowler discussing both BYU sports, basketball, and football, and how the Cougars will get aggressive or look to get aggressive in Foxborough. That happens in 15 minutes. We also go two-on-one with BYU defensive back Austin Lee. 40 minutes away, how will the secondary respond with the season-ending injury to Chris Wilcox? There are some holes back there, and young guys are going to have to step up even more. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 
BYU basketball falls in the season opener at 7th-ranked Nevada, 86-70. Hey, the Cougars made the Wolfpack uncomfortable for a little while, but ran out of answers late in the game. Jashir Hardnett led the Cougars with 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. B sends out to Hardnett. Hardnett, big 3 in the first half. Jashir Hardnett with 7 points. Down to a 10-second shot clock. Into the alley, around his man, right to the rim, lays it up and in, Jashir Hardnett. And the Cougars take a three-point lead. I'll take some more of that from Jashir Hardnett. The Cougs return to Provo for their home opener this Friday against Utah Valley University at 10 p.m. Eastern. You can watch that game live on BYU TV. Men's basketball head coach Dave Rose received a one-year extension to his contract yesterday, keeping him at BYU through the 2020-21 season. Rose says he's excited to continue coaching. You know, over the last couple, uh, you know, maybe weeks or months, I've been asked a lot of questions from a lot of people about kind of my future and what I want to do. I want to coach, and I want to coach for a long time, and and I'm happy that, uh, you know, we get to do that. Rose is seventh among active coaches with with a 73% win percentage, which is also the best in BYU BYU football three days away from the revenge tour at UMass this Saturday. Destination Gillette Stadium just outside of Boston, Massachusetts, offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes really knows that if his team can just cut down on super blatant mistakes, then BYU is likely to bring home win number five on the season. If you just take the sacks out of that game, I think we win that game, and and it's probably not even a one-score game. And so we just got to take the sacks out and not turn the football over, and and I think we'll have a, a drastic difference in how many points we score. Coverage Saturday begins on BYU TV at 11 a.m. Eastern time with the new edition of Countdown to Kickoff. And Peter Quest maintains his seven-stroke lead at the St. Mary's Invitational after shooting a 69 two-under par yesterday. Quest is 12-under through round two. BYU as a team is 19-under with a 14-stroke lead, which is a giant number in team golf. 14? 14 strokes. Plenty of reason to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. The BYU basketball season tipped off, and the Cougars officially on record in the 2018-19 season with an opening loss against 7th-ranked Nevada. But, as we just mentioned, the Cougars made it weird for a little while against the Wolfpack, despite not shooting the ball particularly well and having plenty of foul trouble. Jerem, overall, what did you learn about BYU basketball in last night's season opener? Joshir Hardnett will be more of an offensive weapon, uh, which is good. We thought he would be one thing last year, but I don't think that offense suited him very much. 17 points, 3 assists in 27 minutes. Against longer defenders for much of the game, Joshir Hardnett got to the rim, got to that left side, laid it up quite a bit, as we heard a moment ago. And then 3-point shooting. Um... I said yesterday I thought this might be a concern initially for this team because I'm wondering who's going to make threes. Zach Selyus, TJ Haas can be a very good three-point shooter, but struggled last night, struggled to handle the ball, wasn't his best night. Six for 31 on the road. Six Yikes. for 31. Yikes. 19% won't cut it. Make four more. That's it. Four more and shoot 32%, and it is a different game. And BYU had some good looks. But shooting that many threes doesn't happen very often, which brings us to our stat of the day. <sighs> It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. This one courtesy of Greg Rubel. BYU has attempted 31 or more threes in six games the last 10 years. 
So it doesn't happen very often, and it wasn't a good sign. And they Tip- made six, Jerem. Typically, if you're jacking up that many threes, you're probably behind. You know, so there you- that's the thing. BYU's shot selection at times, specific to the three-point line, not what the coaching staff wanted. It was hard to get to the rim with the length of Nevada. There's some grown men out there. Oh, six eleven, six ten. Where's that missionary advantage? Where was that last night? And how about Nevada has a five-star recruit for the first time in their program history? He played five minutes. It was non-factor. <laughs> Jordan Brown. I feel like this was the pretest that I took when I was 15 years old in driver's ed at Northridge High School in Layton, Utah, where it was, okay, let's see how much you actually know about driving. And I say this in comparison to BYU basketball. Okay, let's see how much we actually know when we put them to a significant test early on. And I feel like BYU was good enough to earn the learner's permit, meaning that I believe that this team is bubblicious. They have a learner's permit to try and get to the NCAA tournament, but not good enough for inclusion in the NCAA tournament just yet. They've got a lot of growing to do, but I feel like, what I said yesterday, that BYU is one of those teams that will be one of the last four in or one of the first four out, I, I feel like last night's game was a good indicator of my projection. I think BYU will be right there. I think they're good enough. With how, really hard to know after one game anything. With how good poorly they shot the ball and for them to scrap and hang around and make it a little bit weird in the second well, half. Well, the refs made it weird. Well, the refs made it weird for both teams. Luke Worthington, flagrant foul. Get out of here. 47. Well, you can't keep your elbow up near someone's head. It Still. Makes, it makes sense. And not good enough to say that this is an NCAA tournament team yet, but I, but I like them to have the learner's permit and be bubblicious. I learned that BYU has some depth. Dave Rose played 11 guys. He's testing some due, things out. Well, due to foul trouble, probably. Well, the fact that he, he can, had to the play fact them. that he can go there, and when Yoli Childs picks up two minute, two fouls in less than a minute early in the second he half, he had to go there. There were too much foul trouble, Whether and the Cougars were not. able to hang around for a little while with Yoli Childs on the bench for an extended amount of time. That was encouraging to me. Left. Connor Harding, Rylan Bergerson, I mean Colby Lee for crying out loud. Like Colby Lee had some decent minutes, grabbed a couple of rebounds, scored a bucket. Like I feel like BYU is a little bit deeper than I initially thought they were. Hard to know anything after one game. Last night, BYU was down four points with 6.28 to go against the number seven team in the country. A quad one game. BYU lost by 16 and got away late. Dave Rose says BYU had an opportunity to win this game. We had every chance in the world. This is, this, this is something that we'll, we'll watch and, and realize that uh, we let one get away here against a, you know, a, a team that's going to be really good and, and play a, uh, have a heck of a season. Spencer, did BYU miss an opportunity in Reno against Nevada? Yes, every time you lose a game, technically you miss an opportunity. But I know what we're getting at here with the quad one game and it being a road contest against a top 10 team. And they showed some weaknesses uh, in their game, speaking of Nevada as a collective team. Like BYU had a second half lead and just couldn't make shots after essentially like the 14-minute mark, particularly from the three-point line. You said it. You make three or four more of those, then this is a very interesting game going into the final few minutes, with or without Yoli Childs. BYU had some looks from the three-point line. So, yes, opportunity is always missed when you lose, but when you drop a game and you're in it at number 7 Nevada, it feels 
extra disappointing. This was no ordinary opportunity. This was a quad one game against a top 10 team in which you were up four despite shooting 19% from three. BYU let one go away. This th- this was it, – it's not that disappointing because we didn't expect BYU to win, okay? But this would have been an enormous win. And BYU's right there, 628 to go, down four. BYU scores nine points the last 628, okay? Nevada scored 23. It got away from the Cougars. And that's – you know, BYU took enough body blows that it eventually got knocked out at the end. Um, but this would have been a, a, a really nice win for the Cougars. And I don't think BYU played particularly well. Listen, Nevada's good. To me, that's the second-best team BYU will play all year. Gonzaga's the best. So this this is a team with multiple potential NBA players. Martin Jordan, Brothers. Jordan Caroline was legit. Caleb Martin took over. Cody Martin had 11 assists in this game. BYU did not match up man-for-man man with this team, yet with 6.28 to go, was only down four. So BYU's inability to make enough free throws, get to the line enough. The difference in the game, by the way, is plus 16 for Nevada. And makes it the free throw line. The margin was 16. So free throws were a huge difference. In the second half, you gave up 52 points and 52% shooting. It was tough. They were tough to defend, but BYU's got to defend a little better and they've got to get to the line, make a few more threes. I think it's too much to expect BYU in this environment against a team that has experienced high level games and quite a few of them and have more cohesion as a unit with I the I thought Martin BYU brothers. had grown old together. They have grown old, but come on, don't do that. Wait, what? They're, you argued they're, that this they're team older. Grew old they're older, but they have to gel as a unit. Nevada has gelled. They, don't they tell have, me that Nevada hasn't gelled more than BYU. They have multiple transfers that are first-time players on the don't team. Don't the Martin the brothers lineup. drive that team? Come on. Well, Yoli and TJ and Josh here drive the team. Do they not? Are they first-team All-Americans preseason? No. No, they're I not. I thought the BYU had gelled together. They have. me that. They are older. They are. you got to give them time on the floor together. To learn. Nevada has been in way higher pressure situations with the Martin brothers than BYU. Fact or not? Yes, they played for a conference title. Oh, wait, BYU did as well in the conference tournament. Have they been in the NCAA tournament? No. But the, that's, that's a huge fault. difference. That's, that's a Nevada's huge fault. difference in team mentality when you compare the two. Right. It but is. BYU, yes, but BYU blew an opportunity. They were in this game, didn't get to the line enough, didn't make enough free throws. All right, let's talk football now. BYU football with Kalani Sitake happened last night in Studio C. And as we have learned, the coach is all about wanting to let his quarterback sling it and be aggressive. That rhetoric has carried on from 2017 into this season, and he reaffirmed it last night. I'm daring the coaches to be as aggressive as possible and see what happens. So we'll, we'll see. Um, it's their job to be able to you know, pull the reins if they need to, but I'm just saying let it go and, and let, the, let the freshman quarterback just sling it. Jerem, what is your reaction to Kalani Satake daring his coaches to be more aggressive? Why is he daring them and not demanding it? He's the head coach. I, 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 <laughs> like if my boss comes to me and says, hey, I need you to produce a show or host a show, like this is what we need. What I, if he I is go, okay. taking that approach? Because you can demand something, but the tone can be different. Right? Why didn't, well, why didn't he just say that then? Why didn't he say, I've asked our coaches to be aggressive? He says, I'm daring them. Like, hey, he can say, I need you to be aggressive. Like, then say that, you know? Um, I don't know what that looks like, by the way. Does that mean BYU just, like, chucks it deep a bunch? There's so much risk there. Like, Zach Wilson has overthrown some guys early. You know, you know, like, you set it up. You know, what, what does it mean? I don't – Jeff Gr- 
Is Jeff Grimes a conservative coach by nature coming from the SEC, running the ball O-line, or was that the first six games based on Tanner Mangum's skill set? Because Zach Wilson's skill set is more expansive. We've seen that. I'm not exactly sure what that means. Is this just throwing the ball 40 times a game? Is that what we're going for? Like I, I don't – BYU's not good when they can't run. Does, can BYU win a game if they throw the ball 40-plus times? Is that what Kalani wants to see? Is that what he wants to test? I don't – well, I, I'm not sure. I, he, he keeps saying, uh, I just want us to win. It's like, well, you keep talking about the means and but, the end. But does he so think – What do you want? Does he think the best method of winning is throwing the ball 35 or 40 times I a game? I think it depends on who you play. Like – UMass rush defense is terrible. It's one of the worst in the country. It's like bottom 10. That's why. And then the pass defense is 43rd for UMass. And they played some decent teams there. So I, I, I don't know. I, listen, Zach Wilson's skill set is different. So Zach can run and Zach can throw. But what, I, I think if BYU shores up the sacks thing, it's not going to be a big deal. Now, the funny thing about this is UMass's pass defense is ranked 43rd in the country. 207 yards a game, but their rush defense is awful. So, again, is this the week to let it loose and sling it all over the field on the road in an early start? Or do you just take advantage of your considerable size and experience difference at the line and let your running game go to work? If UMass can't run on – or if BYU can't run on UMass, they have bigger issues. Like, come on. UMass? I know that he wants aggression, but – this is probably not the week to not rely on your running no game. One's, no one's seeking to be passive. No one's like, hey, 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 let's just run on first and second down no matter what. Like, I don't think that BYU is seeking to be non-aggressive. BYU threw 50-plus passes Everyone against— Everyone always wants to be aggressive. BYU threw 50-plus passes against UMass last year and lost. Because they were down. That was situational. But they were passing from Plus the get-go. Was, they were passing well, from the get-go. There's a little vengeance out of the locker room there. They were, exactly. They were, they were passing— from the get-go offensively. There was not a ton of run game implementation early on. So maybe this if, is not if, the game. If BYU can't run against UMass, you have huge, bigger issues. Like, <laughs> what? What's going on? Football, basketball, everything going down across BYU Sports Nation. Also a little bit of soccer, some volleyball. This is one of the busiest times of the year for BYUS. And our question of the day centers back on men's basketball. What did you learn about this year's BYU basketball team from the season opener at Nevada? Answer our question of the day, hashtag BYUSN. Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Ryben 3, BYU hung with a good team. Only eight more games until we hashtag free Nick. I was impressed with Jashir's ability to get to the hoop. Foul trouble and missed threes, costly in a bid to upset the number seven team in the nation. Yeah, Nevada's good. I just thought BYU could have played a little better. That's a controllable element. You can make BYU a few plays. more shots. Yeah. You can foul a little bit less. Sure. Coming up, Lauren McLean and the number one women's volleyball team take their game to everyone on campus coming up in between the lines. And our dual threat analyst, all-around good man, Uncle B. Blaine Fowler, will join us. What did he learn about BYU basketball last night? And what does he think about this whole daring the offensive coaches to be more aggressive in Kalani Sitake. It's BYU Sports Nation. Double dog dare? Is that what it is? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tonight at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, we get better acquainted with Cougars past and present as Greg Rubel hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. Tonight's guests are Jeff Judkins and Lee Johnson. Tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio.
Live from Studio B, your day-to-day play-by-play continues on BYU Sports Nation. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand, downloading the BYUSN podcast. You can always watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and taking episodes wherever, whenever, and however you would like. In Studio B, our first guest of the day. He is a dual-threat analyst and a darn good one at that. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, national champion. Should I go on on your uh, your resume? We could, we could go for a while. You're, you're embarrassing. <laughs> Blaine, let's start with uh, what happened late last night in Reno. Uh, BYU basketball made it weird for a little while against a really good Nevada basketball team. It ran out of answers, couldn't make shots late, and ended up losing by 16. What did you learn about them last night? Well, I, I learned that they didn't panic early in the game. So when they got down early, they just kind of clawed back. Okay, so maybe a sign of some maturity. Yeah, so, so, which, is, which is some good leadership. Down the stretch, I learned that they still don't, this early to play a team that good, they still don't understand who's supposed to do what. Um, I saw some good shot selection where guys were open and good ball movement. Um, where the guys that were taking the shot, maybe they weren't quite sure that they were supposed to be the guy taking the shot, seemed to rush a little bit, and they missed open shots. And Dave Rose said, man, we missed, we missed some open shots. Then I also saw some bad shot selection where guys took shots where they dribbled into them and where one more pass would have left somebody open. And remember, when, when you have Elijah Bryant on the outside um, and the game's coming down the wire, everybody knows if they're going to double-team Yoli inside and we can't get it in there, we're going to kick it out. To, so there's the inside out. It's, it's Elijah. Um, they've got to decide who that's going to be now. And at the end of that game, I kept going, Wow, you know what? They do miss. They need Nick Emery. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Nick Emery's a guy that's very assertive offensively at the end of a game. He wants the football, or not the football, the basketball. He's not indecisive about what he's going to do. And and I think if if he comes and he can become the guy that says, "Yep, I want it," but if they double it to me. I'll find the open guy. Then I think BYU is going to be way better down the stretch than they were last night. So, so to me, some some negative things that were not because they're young, but because they really haven't established their roles yet with this new mix of guys, veteran and youth. We're Nevada. I mean, I did Nevada four times last year. That's all the same guys, really. You know, the core players: Jordan, Caroline, and 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 uh, Cody and Caleb, and and. Uh, you know, the Martin brothers know what they're supposed to do at the end of the game. They know who's supposed to get the ball. Yeah, yes. And, and they're very good at, hey, I'm going to drive with my 6-7 frame, and if I can't get to the rim and make a bucket or get to the free throw line, I know who I'm kicking it to. I'm, I'm going to throw it outside, and we're going to knock down threes down the stretch. Their roles are very well established, and they're a good basketball team. So even though they struggled shooting the ball for a lot of the game, just like BYU did, and let's credit BYU's defense a little bit on that. Um, when it came crunch time, they knew who was supposed to take the shot yes. and how they were supposed to get to that shot, and they were money down the stretch. That's a top seven team versus a team that I think has a lot of talent, a good mix of youth and veterans, but not quite sure who's supposed to do what at the end. So that's where a championship team overtakes a team that's right. still learning how to win championships. And Yoli, you know, sat a lot of minutes last night with foul problems. And early on, we saw it in the exhibition games, the officials, and that was that was a good crew. That was David Hall and, it was a good crew. and Mike Reed. Those, those are veteran, veteran guys. Even yeah. the veteran guys um, are a little jumpy early in the season, and they're a little ticky-tack on some things. And, and I was like, wow, man, this is – but that's a veteran crew. BYU's not going to have very many better crews than that. Um, and you have to kind of adjust your game based on how they're calling the game. And I think the refs and the players, as the season progresses, learn what one another are expecting. And in the first game, it's always weird. What's the off-season emphasis for the refs? Right. And whatever? So there were 47 fouls. Like, oh. I know. But, but, but the problem is, is um, 
this really athletic long every it seems like Nevada just keeps throwing six seven guys out there that can play one through four right even some of them one through five they can defend one through five so when you run ball screens they just switch every screen it doesn't matter you know you run a you run a pick and roll or a ball screen to try to get somebody to switch or not switch and turn the corner and get a mismatch well it doesn't matter who switches on their team there's not a mismatch any one of those guys can defend anybody on BYU's team. That's why they're so good. And so they, they get their hands in a lot of shots. Even with that, BYU's ball rotations at times were good where they would come off of the help defense, get the ball reversed, and get a wide-open look, and they would miss that shot. Where, where BYU struggled was Nevada's length and all that. They would attack the rim. They'd get to the free-throw line. And you already mentioned it in the last segment, Jeremy. When, when you're plus 20 in free-throw attempts and plus 16 in free-throw makes – which Nevada was, you're that's going hard. Win. you're going to win the ball game at home. And so, so that's the difference. BYU, they're young guys, Yoli, need to defend with their feet, you know, stay square and not reach and do those kinds of things and be smart out there because that, that free throw differential, that's a sign of one team that's really athletic, really aggressive and knows what they're doing versus a team that tried to play aggressively but isn't quite there yet. All right, Blaine, I feel like I'm ready to give BYU a learner's permit to uh, maybe make their way towards the NCAA tournament. Not ready to give them a driver's license into the field of 68 yet. Where do you stand on your expectations for this team at the end of this season? I, I, I think they should be an NCAA tournament team this year. Um, right, right there. You, know, you, could, you could say, hey, they're a bubble team right now. But I, I really feel like the injection of Nick Emery into that's going to help them in closing moments in games. They have all the pieces. I really like their, I really like their young guys. Um, uh, Harding played quite a bit last night. Um, Baxter played more than they probably wanted him to because of Yoli's foul problems. But they have some nice pieces. They have some size they can go to on the bench. I feel like you get Nick Emery back in time for a conference season. Um, that, that this is a team that's capable of getting the NCAA tournament this year. What, what I saw last night is a lot of fixable things. This is just getting comfortable with one mm-hmm. another. I, I didn't feel like, oh, geez, we just can't hang with anybody athletically and we're not long enough to deal with them. No, we have, we have the right pieces in place here this year, um, and now they got to figure out how to play with each other and have more of a core of veterans. Now add Nick Emery to that piece, and, and all of a sudden, yeah, they should be able to compete with anybody. Nevada, hey, I, I watched them a lot last year, and th- like I said, this is the same pieces back. It's a really good, really athletic basketball team. And BYU hung with them for, what, 36 minutes, 37 minutes before down the stretch they just weren't quite sure what to do to execute the way they should have missed some shots, and Nevada did not. They executed. Great teams understand who gets the ball down the stretch. And it's not always one guy. It's understandable. Think of the Golden State Warriors. They have plenty of guys that can just try to take over the game at the end of the game, but but they don't. It's sometimes it's Clay Thompson that the other team leaves alone, and they get the ball to Clay Thompson. Other other times it's Steph that takes the shot. Other times it's Kevin. When you have that many good guys, but it's not one of those guys that takes over. It's the guy that has the advantage that takes over. And I think BYU has multiple guys. They just need to understand when and who to get the ball to. Okay, let's finish with this. BYU at UMass in Gillette Stadium Saturday. What do you think of this matchup? A game that BYU probably needs to win to get to a bowl game. Needs to win and should win. So UMass is not as good as they were last year. Um, I think they caught BYU off guard. It's a team that's going to throw the ball all over the place. They're coming off of a 777-yard <laughs> offensive um, Isabella had 303 yards receiving on nine catches. So it was a big play festival for both teams. It was like, hey, bombs away. Or it was a six-yard throw that goes for 70 yards. 
BYU's been really good this year. Like, think Hawaii. This is the most similar game. At taking teams that spread you out and do that and making sure that those five-yard throws that they rally to the ball and don't give up big plays. So I think BYU's equipped defensively to do that. And, and I heard you say, well, they're in the, you know, they're in the 40s in pass defense. Yeah. Don't let that fool you. Because when you're as bad as they've been in run defense, even throwing teams go, well, we don't really need to throw. We just run against these guys. <laughs> so BYU should be able to run it, which should open up the pass game. And uh, they are similar defensively to Hawaii. They're, they're 119th in the country of 129 teams in total defense. Hawaii's like 109. So th- think Hawaii. That's a similar matchup. BYU had a good game plan for Hawaii. Um, and and I think the BYU will have a good game plan for UMass. And I think BYU's... It's strength against strength, you know, but I think BYU's strength is greater than UMass's. If, if they don't win this one, I'll be very, very surprised. Blaine, it is always a pleasure, my friend. We ask you a bunch of different questions. You're always ready. I appreciate that, guys. <laughs> all, all I do is just sit around and watch sports. That's my life. That's my life. Wouldn't it be nice? And how far from the truth that really is. <laughs> Thanks, Blaine. Okay, coming up, Chris Wilcox is out for the season at quarterback. How will this affect the secondary? We ask... Austin Lee. Uh, breaking news, BYU women's volleyball still undefeated. In fact, the only undefeated team in the entire country. Uh, but can they take that game outdoors and around campus? Lauren McLean uh, has that explanation in between the lines. I'm intrigued, Lauren. <laughs> 23-0-top-ranked BYU women's volleyball host Santa Clara Thursday night at the Smith Fieldhouse. Watch it live at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. BYU Sports Nation, we roll on with a recap of today's headlines. BYU basketball falling in their season opener against 7th-ranked Nevada, 86-70. Jashir Hardnett led the Cougars with 17 points, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. BYU back in Provo for their home opener this Friday, a rivalry game against UVU, 10 Eastern. Watch it live on BYU TV. Men's basketball head coach Dave Rose received a one-year extension to his contract yesterday, keeping him at BYU through the 2020-21 season. Rose is seventh among active coaches in the NCAA with a 73% win percentage, which is also the best in BYU history. BYU football staring down a contest with UMass in Foxborough, just outside of Boston this Saturday. The team will hit the field at Gillette Stadium, the home of the New England Patriots, looking for win number five on the season, trying to keep bowl hopes very much alive. Coverage begins on BYU TV at 11 a.m. Eastern with countdown to kickoff. It's an early edition on Saturday. And Peter Quest maintains his seven-stroke lead at the St. Mary's Invitational. Quest is 12-under through two, and BYU is a team 19-under with a 14-stroke lead the final round today. Uh, it's interesting you reference that domination by BYU men's golf, who is also nationally ranked, because there's a, a number of nationally ranked teams that are dominating on campus, specifically BYU women's volleyball, 23-0 and right now. Mm. The only undefeated team out of 330 Division I volleyball teams in America. Uh, do you want to know their secret? Because we may just have it and do so with uh, Lauren McLean in Studio B. Tell, the, tell us their secret. Well, first of all, I missed the black memo, and I apologize because Blaine had black on as well. Oh, nice. If you guys would have sent me the text. You're forgiven. Known, You're forgiven. Know. We have a Slack channel. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not on it. Yeah, so add me <laughs> for next time. The secret is these girls never stop practicing. In fact, you'll see them all around campus, bumps it, spiking. Okay. No matter where they are. And this past week, they were challenging students, random students on campus, to mini volleyball matches, whether the students wanted to or not. It's Lindy Haddock Epic, 
McKenna Miller and Ronnie Jones Perry. Do you two think you could hang with them? No. If they challenge you? Yeah, I don't no, know. No, in the moment? I could hang out with them, but I couldn't hang with them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yikes. Hang with them athletically. No. Well, most of the students, surprising or not, couldn't either. <laughs> they, they started out slow, and then they slowly started to get a little more competitive with them. So let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Hey, McKenna. Yeah? Could you throw this away for me, please? Yep. Yes! That's it. That's them. Do you mind if we interview you guys for Sports Nation? Oh, yeah. Finish your food. We'll wait. Have you ever played volleyball before? A little bit. Yeah. Just for fun. No. no. All right. Well, we're going to play right now, so buckle up. Hit <laughs> 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 yeah! Have you guys ever played before? Um, For fun. Yeah, just pick up. Well, we're going to. Perfect. Let's go. <laughs> oh, good heck. Oh, you can Oh, okay. Okay. Good. You messed up! Go! 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 Tight, we gotta set tight. Tight. Set it! Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Studio B, let's hit it. Son. Oh, there we go. Oh, this is good. Yeah, rally! Hey. Go, Ronnie! Yeah. <laughs> go. Go, Mac. Hit it! Oh. <laughs> oh, go! I got it, too. Go! Oh, it's nice. So I got it. Go, Max. Oh. Yes! Oh. Yes! <laughs> It's time. real fast. Yeah. <laughs> this is your time to shine, guys. Okay. Have you guys ever played volleyball before? No. Great, because we're going to play right now. Oh, we're going to play volleyball? Yep. <laughs> just, you okay. kind of just hit it over. I got it. Go at it! Oh. Go, 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 go! <laughs> you got it. Boom, oh, yeah. baby! Jumping Lindy. Yep, just go back. Thanks for playing. Good game. Yeah, we gotta practice. Next time we get your feedback, yeah, we gotta do that. Guys, that was so funny. What are we doing next? Uh, we, we gotta go to practice, actually. Oh, that's fine, because I got, like, I got lots of things, so. <laughs> oh, man, for those of you uh-huh. who are listening on radio, make sure you go back and watch this, because it is a treat. The women's volleyball team plays tomorrow night against Santa Clara in the Smith Fieldhouse. Next week on Between the Lines, we're giving you a special edition of something special with the special teams that you're not going to want to miss. Follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL. That was awesome. They're, yeah. they're always practicing, whether it's oh, a bagel no matter where, yeah. office. Or no matter where they're at. That's why they're so square. good. They're yeah. legit. The competitive gene is a little <laughs> out of control. You know what's funny? Like, you're just messing around with them there. They're serious, though. Like, like 
we're going to win this. We're going to beat these clowns. No, like I said at the beginning, they're like, ah, oh, this is funny. And then they then like, boom! Yeah. If someone got like one point on them, they're like, no, that's yeah. not going to happen. They don't need the pre-workout, the Brackenau back <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great. I the think. Avatar upgrade. <laughs> yeah, we're just connected to heaven. <laughs> like, I felt like it was, that was uh, one of the best. What, what are they ever. called? Super Saiyans in uh, that Japanese cartoon in, in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> like go next level. That's he had that sound effect that's, down. That's Bracken. Yes, he was awesome. That's Bracken. Oh, Lauren, great stuff. Thanks. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Man. Coming up, UMass receiver Andy Isabella leads the nation in catches and yards. Austin Lee tells us how the Cougars can slow him down. Well, when you catch nine passes for 303 yards, you'll lead quite a few categories. And does the defense still have confidence in the offense following struggles over the last two weeks? That's in our two-on-one as well. Austin Lee, all access next on BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group. Serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU football plays the UMass Minutemen Saturday afternoon. Pre-game coverage begins at 10 Eastern on the radio, 11 on BYU TV. It's countdown to kickoff. Then you can watch the game on BYU TV. Simulcast with uh, 11 sports. Listen on BYU Radio at noon Eastern time. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What did you learn about this year's BYU basketball team in the season opener at 7th-ranked Nevada? That BYU will not go undefeated. Yeah, we did learn that. We did learn that. Facts of, yes. True facts of truth. True facts of truth, yes. Facts of factual facthood. (laughs) (laughs) Adam Baxter, underscore bald on Instagram. BYU is going to live and die by the three this season. Wait, did you learn that, or because didn't we already know that? We know this. Well, I don't. I don't know that we knew it. It's hard to know something after one game. Well, we've seen two exhibitions. Exhibitions. St. Martin's. They shoot a bunch of threes. They shoot a bunch of Westminster. Where's Eastminster? You can join the conversation twenty four seven on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. Jeremy and I had the opportunity to speak with one of the BYU safeties and a key cog in that BYU defensive or pass defensive effort, Austin Lee, two-on-one, BYU Sports Nation All-Access. How did the Cougars bounce back when they lost one of their starting defensive backs, Chris Wilcox, to the, for the season? Austin Lee answers that and much more. Here we go. Austin, for the third time this season, the defense as a collective unit has given up under 24, 21 most recently against Boise State. How do you not get frustrated in the trap of ah, what could have been and, and trying to bounce back? Uh, I, I guess that's the biggest thing is it, it seems frustrating. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is that we just have a belief in each other right now. Uh, we have belief in the offense. We have belief in the special teams. It's, it's not one person. It's not one unit. Um, we have struggled. And it is frustrating losing these games, but uh, we've we got to bounce back. We, we, we keep saying we've got to learn from these mistakes, but we've got, we got to learn from them, but, and we've got to correct them at the same time. So hopefully we can do so so that we can go on to UMass and, and start out fast there and, and beat them. So, What are some of the things that give you belief in the offense right now? Um, some of the things that belief in the offense, uh, I think – I think when we the defense as a whole starts playing well, I think that kind of gives us confidence, which radiates to them, and I've seen that. So uh, the things that give me confidence is myself having confidence and 
And when I have confidence, I, it's, it's easier to help rally the team together and uh, get them going. But I, I've seen the whole offense. We're, we're, they're very talented players. Uh, Zach Wilson, we have some really good receivers. Dylan Colley, Micah Simon, Levy Hefo, the line, Squally. Uh, we have really good, talented players. Um, and I know that they're going to go out and make the most out of their play. So it's just being able to bounce back and have that belief within each other. I'm going to take you to a scenario, I believe, late in the first quarter at Boise State. Down 14 nothing. Kickoff is fumbled, and it's given back to Boise State in the red zone. And you come up with a stop. What happened in that moment to change things back in BYU's favor? Uh, the frustrating thing is that we started out slow. Uh, I think that's what we talked about within the last few games. Is we've, we've just started out slow. And so when it was 14 nothing, and then they fumbled, and then they're in p- good possession to score, uh, that was the biggest thing going on the field is we are not going to get blown out of this game. So we, we walked out there, and that's literally what some of the guys had said, and that's what we rallied around. And after that, we gave up a, um, another touchdown later. But, I mean, I think that was the biggest thing is we, we started out slow, and we knew adversity hit us, but we all had to gather together. And a lot of us just smiled because you got to live for these moments when your back's against the wall and you got to come up with something big. After two weeks in a row of... Really nice defensive performances and not quite enough offense. Uh, how do you as a defense help the offense in a way, like whether it's emotional or physically in the game? Um, I think it's just focusing on the details, um, just making sure that we're out here at practice and we're paying attention to what matters most. Uh, anything matters. Nutrition matters. Uh, hydration, coming out here ready, making sure you're performing at the best of your ability so that you can go out and execute for Saturday. You know, you got to start on Monday to prepare so that you can go and execute on Saturday. So I think it's the, the biggest thing is the small steps, and we just got to start with those small steps and continue to regather and focus. We just learned officially that uh, one of your defensive mates, Chris Wilcox, is out for the rest of the season. How will that affect the BYU defense moving forward? Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, Chris Wilcox is a great player for us. He's pretty locked down, um, and we'll miss him. But I was really happy to see uh, Keenan Ellis and D'Angelo Mandel um, step up when they were called. And I've seen Isaiah Heron. I've seen Malik Moore at that nickel spot this last few weeks. And so those guys are really talented. They're young, so they don't have the experience quite as Wilcox. Um, but they got the speed. They got the athleticism. And it's just about the fundamentals of the game. Hopefully they can stick to their technique. I've seen great things, and I think they'll be, they'll be really good for us. And hopefully they can be shut down just like Chris was. Big game with UMass, who put up, uh, who's put up a bunch of points, 62 and triple overtime. Uh, in the Patriots Stadium, Gillette Stadium, what do you think of this matchup, not only with UMass, but where it's being played? Uh, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, it, it's frustrating to get two, two losses in a row, uh, especially after a bye week. And so I think that's still in the back of our minds, and I think that we're thinking of everything we can do to prepare the best way we can. Um, so we have a lot of emotion coming up to this game. So there's, been, there's a lot of history on that field, and Hopefully we can make more history and more greatness. And so we're going to come ready and gun into play. So, How much does last year's loss to UMass factor into your mentality this week? Because that was kind of this collective low point for BYU football last season. Exactly. I, I feel like we've played some great teams this year. And so um, we, can't, we can't overlook anybody. Uh, and that's what we saw last year. We, we, we don't want to repeat that season. 
and that that's that's the biggest thing right now is that we are not last year's team. We're a different team, and we're going to gather together. And so we know we lost to UMass. Uh, a lot of guys returned, and that's still in the back of our minds. And it's been at our own home. And so I, I think there's a lot of emotion, like I said, and I think we'll be ready just because there's there's that emotion, and we're just ready to come out. And we got we got to win. We got to get a win. I know you'll dig into the film more, but there's a five foot ten receiver named Andy Isabella for UMass. He had three hundred three receiving yards. Can you guarantee me right now he'll have less than three hundred Saturday? Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, he's a great athlete, uh, and, and there's no doubt about it. He's he's had a lot of yards every single game, um, but we got to shut him down. And I believe in our our coaches and their schemes. I believe in our players and their abilities, and. I believe we'll have something in place to be able to uh, shut him specifically down as well. So they're a good team, and you've seen that. They can put up a lot of points. They put up a lot of yards, and so we've got to shut them down, and we've got to be ready like we're the top top defense in the nation. 299 or fewer. You heard it here first. Oh, guaranteed. 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 Lock it we're up. Blast that out on social Lock media. Lock it up, dude. <laughs> I'm ready for it. No. <laughs> um, it's no secret you need to win two of the last three to get bowl eligible and to get back to a bowl game after missing one last year. How much is that floating around in your mind? Um, I mean, it's floating in the back of our mind. I mean, we've we got to prepare for UMass because they're in the next game. But uh, we understand that we're only four wins, and uh, we, we, that's one of our goals. We've got to be bowl eligible. So that, that is a goal, but we've we got to take one game at a time. And so hopefully we can focus on this one first. And once we get that win, you know, we eventually lead up to the next. All right, Austin, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yeah, let's give you the karma in the pursuit of holding Isabella sub-300 <laughs> and uh, creating more takeaways and sacks, right? Because that can help the offense. But just getting a win, right? Yes. Yeah. Getting a win, yeah. Beat UMass. Let's get one. Thanks, Austin. Thank you. Appreciate it. Two-on-one with Austin Lee, BYU safety, and now a guy that's trying to figure out how to help his secondary stay the course with no Chris Wilcox and apparently more youth going to be interjected into the lineup against a pass-heavy UMass team. This yeah, is a significant a, challenge. Yeah, it'll be a challenge. Uh, the BYU defense got to be ready. Coming up, another bold projection for BYU football against the fighting Dragons! No, wait, was this, did you say bold or bowl? Bowl. Oh, baby. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You know how I love bowl oh, projections. Bowl. Bowl. <laughs> 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 and women's soccer cracks into the top 25 poll prior to their NCAA tournament game this Friday. Details all in the whip next. I'm so happy. To- yeah. Yep. <laughs> Shout out to today's guest, Blaine Fowler and Austin Lee. Yes, we are just loving truck. We'll tell you why. Dogdoor is being discussed in just a moment. If you missed any of the show, download the podcast. Both Go to BYUSN.com like, to view full episodes. Sorry to Trogdor and Dennis Pitta, basically the same person. They got burninated. Burninating the peasants. We ran out of time. Let's whip it. It's oh. time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Oh, the thatched roof cottages. BYU Hoops drops their season opener at 7th ranked Nevada, 86-70. Josh Hartnett led the Cougs with 17 points, 4 boards, 3 assists. The home opener is Friday, 10 Eastern, on BYU TV and BYU Radio against Utah Valley. Tom Holmo, athletic director at BYU, announces a contract extension with BYU men's basketball head coach Dave Rose that will take him through the end of the 2020-2021 season. We have that as two additional years. 
He's got a record of 329 wins, 122 losses. Football. UA football prepares to face UMass Saturday as the team travels to Gillette Stadium in Boston. Coverage begins on BYU TV. It'll be 11 a.m. Eastern with countdown to kickoff. Brett McMurphy of Stadium Sports projecting BYU to play UAB, the Dragons, in the first responder bowl in Dallas, Texas on December 26th. Thus the reference to Trogdor, the Dragon. (laughs) Golf. Peter Quest maintains his seventh-stroke lead at the St. Mary's Invitational after shooting a 69, two under par yesterday. BYU, 19-under, 14-stroke lead. Final round today. No, wait, are they, are they the, the Blazers? Blazers? They're the Blazers, but, but they use a dragon as yes. the mascot. Yes. Yeah, okay. Correct. I was like, I don't think The Blazers. Dragons, but yeah, yeah. Blazers. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Soccer. Dragons Blaze. BYU enters the United Soccer Coaches Poll at number 24. Head coach Jen Rockwood named the WCC Coach of the Year. Seven players received all WCC honors. BYU takes on TCU in Dallas Friday in the opening round of the NCAA tournament. Women's basketball. BYU beat Dixie 85-56 in an exhibition game last night. Cougars open the season Friday, 7 Eastern on BYU TV against UC Riverside on BYU TV and the app. Today's rise and shout belongs to the 16th ranked BYU men's golf team. Absolutely crushing it at the St. Mary's Invitational. They've been crushing it figuratively and literally off the tee. All season long. This is a team that lost a major superstar in Patrick Fishburne. Had a bunch of questions about what they were going to bring back. And I don't know that they're going to compete for a conference championship. They've been better as a team this fall. Good job, guys. Question of the day. What did you learn about this year's BYU basketball team from the season opener at Nevada? Our elite voice of the day. Presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. From at BYU underscore game day on Twitter. There's a lot of depth on this team. So they won't only have to rely on Yoli. If BYU can find the hot player early in the game, it could be dangerous to anyone they play. The NIT streak ends this year. So, conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, for Jerem, I am Spencer. <laughs> I really want to shout out to Trogdor right here, but that doesn't really apply, does it? to be a former BYU athlete. All right, let's go with Roland Minson today, Jerem. That's Roland Minson. Indeed, and Dick Namelka for that matter. Yes. Go Cougs!